right center. That ball is gone. It's a monument park. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of the Monument Bark Podcast. I'm your host, Cole Wontraub, and I'm alongside my partner, Luke Provacci. Last week, we talked about the Yankees' early struggles, and here and we're here today to give our thoughts and give a week in review. But before we get started, Luke, how are you feeling after tonight's win over Cleveland? I mean, the World Series is back on. It's pretty much all I have to say. We're back. It's been – it was ugly at first. I, when we split that Atlanta series, I thought this was going to be a long four-game set. But it looks good so far. We'll get into it. Yeah, I I was thinking – I was listening to the radio, the uh, Carton and Roberts show, and they're just they're just railing on the Yankees after that loss to Atlanta, after that ESPN game. We'll talk more about that, as Luke just said. But, you know, Craig Carton's talking about how Giancarlo Stanton's already got his sweatshirt on in the ninth inning and like he gave up on the team and I was thinking to myself I feel like every good team at some point in the year struggles and there's always that one moment or one series or one game uh you could say that you look back on you're like that's where they flipped it that's where they turned the script and I was thinking to myself this is the series where we just got to walk into Cleveland you know stick it to them and just bounce the momentum from there. And uh, me and Luke were talking before the show about who we play. We got in our 13 game stretch that started on the 20th, we've got four against Baltimore and then three against the Tigers. And by no means, those teams are not good. So the Yankees, the Yankees should, you know, hopefully bounce the momentum from this Cleveland series through the rest of the series and into those next seven games, because, you know, Seven games against those two teams, I think that's five or six wins, ideally. We don't win five. It's like something's catastrophically – I guess – yeah, no, well, not including the game tomorrow because that's Bieber, Cole, that's going to be a battle. But those seven, I mean, that's – we got to win five. Like, we got it. And we got to finish strong this series, too. The momentum swing that we would get from beating uh, Bieber again and Cole shoving, like, that would just – like, that would just set the tone for the rest of what we have yeah, coming up. Totally. I mean, Shane Bieber, he's he's been awesome this year. I'm pretty sure he is the Dud. He's the only guy ever to start four – his first four starts with 10Ks. He's got 40 <laughs> strikeouts uh, in 29 in the third innings. That's ridiculous. Uh, he's 2-4-5 ERA. You know, if we can if we can hit him, I think that, that gives you a little preview of – how the Yankees have improved or how they're, how they're looking going into the next series. Like, because like I just said, if the Yankees can bounce into Cleveland and show them, show them who's boss, I I think that this could be the turnaround. And with all the crap that the Yankees have gotten on, on social media, you know, I mean, they're just trying to kick us while we're down, but wouldn't it just be awesome just to, you know, win the next go 10 of 12 and just, you know, get back to 500 and just I mean, move on. Yeah, I'm, the way I'm looking at it is once we start playing well, we're going to run away with the division. Yeah. Because the Jays and Rays both look mediocre, and then the Sox have started. I mean, the, the Jays and Rays have looked mediocre against everybody not named the Yankees. That's what I'm saying. Like, the yeah. only reason they're even afloat is because we stunk for yeah. the first month of the year. But, yeah, I mean, the Red Sox started good, but – they have no pitching. That's not going to hold up. They've been hitting the ball like crazy. But, I mean, that's kind of – I feel like teams do that where it's like they'll have 
they'll have one or two like months of the year where they're just raking. Yeah. But water will find its level, and I think by the end we'll be back on top. We just got to play how I know we yeah. can. I just want Chris Sale to come back so we can just destroy him because I remember that 2019 season. All right, so everything up to 2019, Chris Sale owned the Yankees, but 2019 – we had Bravik Valera hitting like a two-run single. We we were just destroyed Chris Sale, and it was awesome because I am not a fan of Chris Sale. So no, I, I hate Chris Sale. I hated that whole 2019 Sox team. That series, it should have gone five games. That Craig Kimbrell ninth inning just gives me nightmares. Gary just missed that ball. It was yeah. Yeah, Sad, no, sadly I was asleep. Well, I don't know if it's sadly or I'm happy. No, that. you wish I that was that was a long night west coast time it was only like eight when we lost and i did just i had homework like it was just it was a tough start to the night and it just yeah. it hasn't gotten better we haven't won anything well let's not get on a depressing start because <laughs> we just won like four in a row yeah. let's go that was, that was all about last episode that was all depressing <laughs> but i mean yeah i just said we're not gonna start depressing but let's talk about the end of that race series we were going into the last episode. I just listened to a little bit of it. Um, and I was like, well, we have to win this last game against the Rays. But that didn't happen. Uh, we had an early home run from Stanton. It was a Garrett Cole bump day. And uh, when Garrett Cole pitches, you're supposed to win. And every time. That's why you pay him 324 mil every time exactly, you need a win. Exactly. And we just didn't. Especially when you're on a losing streak, you got to stop the bleeding. That's like what he's there for. Yeah. Bottom line. Wasn't his fault though. We couldn't get him done. We couldn't get it done on offense. Yep. Three hits, eight left on base, 10 strikeouts. I mean, pitching for the Rays, who'd they throw that day? They, they, they started with Kittredge and then they went to Kittredge Yarborough. Yarborough's unreal against us. Yeah. Yarborough, five innings, two hits, an earned run, two walks, four Ks. I mean, those are those are decent numbers compared to the rest rest of the game, uh, but yeah. So in the early part of the game, Stanton gave us an early one nothing lead in the bottom of the second, um, and I was not watching this game. I was actually away, not watching. I was listening to it on the radio, so it was kind of hard because John Sterling's a little shaky sometimes. <laughs> um, but the defense was not good at all. Uh, I I know that Hicks let a pop-up drop and then couldn't – oh, you watched this game. Couldn't, couldn't Yeah, okay, so I was going to say, like, it wasn't even, like, that first play was, like, yeah, he made a bad, made a bad route. He does that a lot. Yep. But the very next play is a base hit, and I forget who was running for the raise, but he was slow, and he just botches Zunino. the ground ball. Yep. Who would you say? Is Zunino? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, it was terrible. And his body language after, like, he just kind of picked it up and, like, just kind of floated in the second and like put his head down like that pissed me off like he hadn't been doing anything at the play our team's struggling we need every runner we can get and he's just doing that like it was that was a low for sure and then the same inning Clint Fraser it didn't end up making an impact but he caught the fly ball and the guy was tagging he tried to do like a Patrick Mahomes across the body throw he just overthrew second base, which you never do. And it just made me so angry to see Garrett Cole have to get off the mound when he's pitching so well and, like, short hop pick a throw. So it doesn't roll all the way, like, <laughs> into the first base dugout. It was just – that just made me mad. That whole inning, even though it only 
that throw ended up not costing them a run. It was just such a tone setter for the rest of the game. I knew we were dead. We were – it was controversial whether we, like, left Colin too long. But the way the bats were going, I believe it was tied, right, when he went out for this – he gave up the lead, but it was tied going into that. We weren't going to score a run for the rest of the game. That game could have gone for three more days. Like, I don't care how long you make that. Like, we weren't scoring. So, when I saw everyone freaking out, I was like, I mean, yeah, like, I get it. But we weren't going to score. The team was dead. It was a dead series. And that's just kind of what I saw it as, especially in that last game. Yeah, so, those, so that was a Diaz single where Hicks botched it. Margot sacked fly. Gave the Rays a 2-1 lead. I'm sorry I'm backtracking. just want to go through it. No, DJ, yeah, I get you. I get you. DJ gets that big hit, ties Huge. the game, and that was our second hit of the freaking game. I was like, okay, maybe it was second or third. May have gotten no hit for the rest of the game. So, you know, getting getting tied there, you know, just, just bring some confidence back to Cole, show them that they that they care. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, you know, nothing happens in the sixth. And then, yeah, he goes into the seventh with over 100 pitches. The Yankees, they're fishing, they're fishing for all they can right now. They're gonna try to get all they can. The, yeah, the bullpen's been great, but when Garrett's out there, you don't want to pull him, you don't want to make him unhappy. So you give him he strikes out Brasso to begin the inning. And then uh, I'll say I'll say his name in a minute, but Joey Wendell freaking whacks a single. And this guy is literally like this guy could be like watching me in my sleep. He, he's a nightmare, bro. He's so just annoying. Um, and then freaking Yoshitomo Satsugo hits a double. And I, at this point, I was in like the shop right bathroom on my phone, and like I just saw that you know, Satsugo hit a double. I was like, we lost. So, yeah, the Yankees do nothing, gets to the ninth, bring in O'Day, and guess who's back? Back again, Joey Wendell, freaking solo shot, put the freaking knives in our heart, and uh. Knives in our hearts. Sorry, it's plural. And uh, when he, no, I was just gonna say when he hit that ball, it felt like the game was nine two. When it went from three two to four two, it literally it felt like it was a ten run lead. The team was so. At the end of the day, like the team was just so deflated. This game, I don't know what it was. The DJ hit didn't even generate any momentum, and it was just dead. Yeah, I remember. Dead. I remember the DJ hit. He gets the knock, and then we have first and second. And I said to my dad, I'm in the car. I'm like, this is a perfect time for Judge to hit a three-run home run, break the game open. And that didn't happen. So, yeah, just – just that was a depressing loss. Um, it was so weird because Bruce – we'll get into Bruce now, but he, like, retired before the game. The whole vibe was just weird. Like, watching the game, they were cutting to Bruce in the dugout, talking to Clint all the time. No one was doing anything. No one was talking to each other. It was just – it was a strange vibe the whole day. I knew it wasn't – it wasn't our day to turn things around. Hopefully yeah. that's coming, though, because we looked good that. since that day. Yeah. I remember we were talking before the game. just didn't really – didn't really feel right. I don't know. It's like when the Rays use an opener, you know, I, I feel like they're going to handle it. And Diego Castillo, I swear, this guy comes in and pitch. I can remember one one – at bat vividly where the Yankees did some damage off of him. It was a Gio Urshela home run in the start that Paxton got hurt last year and, like, it, like, tied the game, and then we ended up losing. That's besides the point. This guy owns the Yankees. This guy never gives up anything. This guy's money. I don't know what it is. He throws really hard. Everything moves. But, Jesus, they can never figure him out. Who on the Rays do we own? I'm trying to, like – 
do we own anybody on? I think I thought, their I team thought this, is. I thought this was a. Uh, I thought this was a. What's a rhetorical question? I thought you were being funny. No, no, <laughs> nobody. I, I don't know if we. I'm trying to think. Once you said like he owns you, I was like, all right, we've been down the line probably eight different players on this team who own us. Maybe the team. Well, that's they the, just completely have our number. It's just it is what it is. That's the thing with the Rays. Once once they see something's not working, they'll they'll change it immediately. They don't want they don't want to get the same same looks out there. That's kind of what they were thinking with the opener. Uh, they don't they don't they want to make teams uncomfortable, and that's exactly what they do. But I feel like Diego Castillo makes the Yankees uncomfortable every single time. So we go on, still on the homestand. Uh, the Atlanta Braves are coming to town. No Ronald Acuna Jr. for either game. So, I mean, if Acuna's there, it's probably a sweep, but it wasn't. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, no score. Oh, well, sorry. I, I just lost my train of thought. James starts. J-Mo. I was going to say, JMO shoved. That's, the, that's all I took away from that game. Yep. We didn't score any runs off like real. We scored runs off a wild pitch and 3-0 walk into solo homer. That's about as 2021 Yankees as you can get. But JMO shoved, and that was promising. I was really happy to see that for the future of the team. Yeah, totally. Yeah, five strong, four hits, five strikeouts, a walk. We talked about it uh, in a post-game reaction on Twitter. Um, you know, the bats the bats weren't great. You had two hits from DJ, so be it. You had two hits from Rochelle, that home run off Morton. That was big. That, that actually tied the game in the fifth. I thought Big. you said in the first episode that like Charlie Morton's always, you know, out to get us. Gives me nightmares. He gives me nightmares. Yeah. I can't. I'll never forget 2017 game seven. It just hasn't gone better. And what team was he on the last year? The Rays. So the Rays. And you know that was yeah. that the Hap Davy game where he pitched? Was it game two? I have kind of remember from my memory, but yeah. Yeah, I was yeah, all right. But yeah, so, no, it's just no good memories with that guy. So he throws, he still throws 95, 96, 97. How is he still doing this? How's he still doing this? I don't Why know. does he well we get that we get that home run from Rochella in the fifth? But the bullpen after that fifth inning from from Tyone locked down. We had four innings, an inning from Litke, two-thirds of an inning from Greeny, an out from Wilson, which was a big, big. out with runners on excuse me, runners on base with Freddie Freeman at the dish. Huge, huge. Wiseka, a strikeout, and Chapman, two strikeouts. Like that, 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 the bullpen shutting it down there was the reason why we won the game. I mean, it's obvious the reason why we won the game. But we turned two double plays. We're we're done with hitting our own double plays, knock on wood, and we're actually turning them. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the bullpen, the bullpen looks unbelievable. I was just going to say, like, every night in and night out, they've held leads when we have them. If we keep getting lead, if we start getting leads more consistently, and the bullpen keeps doing this, we're gonna win a lot of games that we wouldn't have won in years past because we didn't have the bullpen depth to go night yeah. in and night out. I feel like I feel like now, I like watching. I feel like we have a lot more bullpen depth than prior years, For sure. and we still don't even have Zach Britton yet. So yeah, oh we lose God. we lose out of Vino, right? Whatever. Did not. Like him. <laughs> Do you see him? throw that ball away yesterday cost them the game it was like a it was a swinging bunt or an actual bunt but it was first and second and he turns and goes to get the force at third just throws it away i think it was three three at the time made it four three and then someone else came in let up a homer and the game was over but it was just such an odd play 
it made me I'm happy he's no longer on the team. You know what? Like Ottavino is definitely a guy who would like try to feel a ground ball and he tried to throw a slider to the first baseman. <laughs> just grip it. He just picks it up, whatever grip, just hums it sidearm. Yeah, like exactly. that's him. I I I never really liked him. I never really had too much trust in him, and neither did Aaron Boone in the business. Um never. But yeah, so I I kind of lost where I was. Uh, oh yeah, bullpen depth. Right. So, you know, Lewisic is stepping up. Litke's stepping up. We signed Justin Wilson. Darren O'Day's looked pretty good. Uh, you y- y- you got Zach Britton. I mean, Chad Green. You got Chapman. Like this bullpen. Is Chapman's looked so good. Oh, he, Chapman's looked so good. Oh like God. so good. That third pitch. I think him implementing that third pitch helped his command for the other two. I'm convinced because he's been he's been painting corners like it's not it's not the Chapman we've seen the last couple of years and it's very I'm I'm very excited about it. Yeah, Cuban missile, totally Cuban missile. There you go. He's it's almost like he's you know you just said it. He's like focusing more on his command because when you add that third pitch, you really want to throw it for strikes because if you're not throwing it for strikes, you're just not going to throw it anymore. So I mean he he's he's really done a great job. Uh, he actually lost his consecutive streak of two strikeout appearances. He had 15. Felix Pena on the Angels has held a streak, held a, held a streak from 2018 to 2020 of eight or 17 straight uh, two strikeout appearances. Uh, but Chapman, yeah, he lost lost it tonight. We'll talk about it in a second. It didn't, you know, have any bearing on the game, but. So we, we get to that seventh inning or eighth inning back to this Braves game and we load the bases. It was just a good all around inning um, from the Yankees load the bases. And what happens? I mean, they couldn't throw strikes whatsoever. Um, You know, we let off with a Hicks walk who I'd say has looked pretty good. I think, I think lately, like the last couple of games, he's looked more, you know, settled in. Maybe it's because he's not really hitting, you know, lefty all that often. He should just go back to righty or just strictly hit righty. So LeMahieu hits a single, Judge singles. I'm like, that's what you want. You want, you want string and hit. You want to string hits. Frazier comes up, wild pitch. Nate Jones just does not know where the ball is going. And then Frazier freaking pops it up. And I remember texting you after the game. I was like, that was a perfect opportunity for Clint Frazier to like, you know, just take all of the stress and all of the attention on him and just kind of just release it. But that didn't happen. He popped he up. He just gapped one. The season, his season would have been back on. Just hit in the gap, two runs score, four yeah. one. You know the game's over. He's standing on second, like doing the whatever that thing that they're doing now. I don't know what it is, yeah, but maybe. that would have just been so big for him. And he hasn't had that hit yet. I hope it's coming soon. But yeah, not, not to go off track again, but like Frazier's a guy when the media is on top of him, I feel like he presses, <laughs> doesn't play well because mm-hmm. he's just always in, he's up in his head uh, all, the time. And all the time. And, you know, he wants to do so good just to prove people wrong. You can see it in this Cleveland series and it's just it's just not good. So he needs that one moment where he just settles in because he's had that. I remember. 2019 he had this huge home run against the Orioles early in the season and I know that he didn't he didn't really play all that much in 2019 but you know it kind of set the tone uh so then going back to the game again Stan gets intentionally walked to load the bases for the double play Glaber flies out to center field but it was like not a good swing on his part 
like very bloop single. I remember Heredia went back, called it on his back foot, could have sent the runner from third. It was LeMahieu, not the fastest guy, but they didn't. And then Mike Ford gets a four pitch walk with his nice, nice little mustache going. Beautiful. Like a, Beautiful a mustache. Zombie. Um, yeah, for real. So, yeah, he walks. I was like, I swear to God, Mike Ford, if you swing the bat on 2-0, threw him another ball, and I was like, there's no way he swings. And then, Can you imagine he swung on 3-0? The season would have been canceled. Oh, my God. He would have just, like, rolled over and, like, cheered. Just self-inflicted COVID if that happened. Like, it would have just been done. That would have been terrible. And then Gary flew out sharply left. So, and then Chapman comes in the ninth, does his thing just like he's been doing. So that that was a big win. And then you flip it to the ESPN game. I believe it was a Carl Ravish, Tim Kirchin, Eduardo Perez, who that that booth is just horrific. Even ESPN in general, unless it's uh, – yeah, I mean, they're all of them. It's just I, I can't. I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I do like listening to Vaskirchin and A-Rod. Oh, yeah. I like Vaskirchin when we're winning, but that's about yeah. it. Yeah, because Vaskirchin, when you're losing, he's just annoying. He's just discouraging. Um, it's like, yep. Next game, another five hit performance from the Yankees, uh, and it's pretty funny. the The Braves turned in four, so you know what that means. They were uh, they were walking quite a few guys, and as I scroll down, eight walks. So eight. That's, that's how you lose baseball games sometimes. A lot of walks. Um. So this is a this is a start by Kluber. Looks pretty good from the jump. You know. At, the, the Braves threatened a little bit, but I, I remember he threw this this nice two-seam on the inside corner to Freeman, <laughs> froze him. Freeman did not look like himself against himself. Against not at all. I was going to say he did nothing. He did nothing. But he did nothing. But knock on wood because uh, last last year he hit a freaking game-winning home run off Chad Green. Oppo Taco. I remember that. That was I, tough. Yeah. I actually did not even know the score when that happened. I don't know what was happening in my brain. Like a home run. I thought it was a tie game, and I looked and I was like, the guys were storming the field. I was like, the heck's it's this? over. It was so oh. weird with no fans. You can never follow as closely. You had to be completely locked. I know. It was just it's oh. just bad. It was brutal. I'm so glad. I hope we never have to do that again. I totally agree. So yeah, we, we moved through that game uh to the fourth. Still no score. Ian Anderson just dices us. He's actually my national league rookie of the year preseason prediction i wrote an article haven't posted yet but he is my preseason prediction for national league rookie of the year he's just a guy that you know can give you five six solid innings and i think that's good enough to win rookie of the year he goes six and two thirds four hits four walks four strikeouts uh but yeah that fifth inning kluber goes in looking pretty good as i just said um gives up a leadoff knock to pablo panda uh, strikes out Swanson, walks Riley, first and second, one out. Uh, walks Guillermo Heredia. Like, yeah, he's been swinging <laughs> the bat well, but really? You can't do that. Yeah. Oh, my God. E-Hire, whatever, N.A. Adrianza hits a sack fly. Puts him up one nothing. Then he walks Freeman on four pitches. Just I, I, just I lost I, it in the fourth. Yeah, he lost it in the fourth, but – not only did Corey Kluber lose uh, lose it in the fourth, the Yankees lost it in the fourth when they put in Nick Nelson, who comes in and walks Marcelo Ozuna on four straight, just like Freeman. But how about Ozuna coming into the game four straight? You have all the time in the world to warm up, and you walk him on four pitches. I don't want to hear it. That's high school stuff. 
That is that's high literally stuff. high school stuff where you bring in the reliever and it takes him a full batter to get acclimated. Yep. It's literally you're a big league player. Like, is he gonna get cut? I I think it's about damn time to get him cut because I saw him. We were talking. You you had a game. You couldn't see it, but Montgomery is like struggling in the first inning. And guess who's getting warm in the bullpen? I said I was screaming no on the top of my lungs. I saw Nick Nelson in the corner of the screen, and I was just like, no, 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 no. Like he's not good. He's not. It's they're using up all his bullets, and they're gonna send him down. Bring up Davy. Yeah, it's Davy time coming. Thirteen in a row. You said. Yeah. Definitely gonna get a start soon. Hopefully, but yeah go through the rest of the game. Nothing really happened. We lost four to one. Brooks Krisky pitched the ninth. He's done too. They're all done. I, him, and, him and Nelson are going to go. Yeah. Um, Everyone else is shoved in the bullpen. Yeah. Those are the two that just didn't pan. So they're gone. I don't know. Hopefully one of them can turn it around. That would be super bullpen stuff, but we can't ask for too much. Yeah, we really can at this point. It's like, it's just not, it wasn't it wasn't fun watching that series. I just know we're know we're so much better than that. Clint actually had an RBI single that at the end. So we lose garbage that game four to one, bringing our record to six and eleven. Oh, what'd you say? Sorry, I said garbage time. Oh yeah, garbage. Typical. Time. Yep. Typical. Oh, the Glaber hustle in that game. I wanted to talk about that. Oh, right. Yeah. It just it can't happen. I know it's a check swing. Those are always weird. You check swing when you just accidentally you didn't even mean to hit it. But the way he ran out of the box, the way he just didn't speed up, with the way the team's playing, that's the type of stuff that will just bring him down even further. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like we hit rock bottom at that point. The team just rolled over dead. But in a weird way, that almost – it could almost be a good thing because you can't – once you hit rock bottom, there's no way to go but up. So I think that might have been our rock bottom moment, and hopefully we're turning a new leaf with this Cleveland series. Yeah, so – yeah, totally. Glaber, Glaber not running out that ground ball. I didn't even know. I was I was out. But Glaber, Glaber, Glaber not running out that ground ball. Uh, you know, you when when you're not playing great, you can't do that stuff. Robbie Cano used to do that on the Yankees. That's who my dad uh, talked about when he saw this Glaber stuff. He said Cano used to do it all the time, and it used to bother me. But you know, Glaber Torres is not in a position where he's hitting three thirty. He's hitting 35, 40 home runs, probably on the juice. But, you know, he, he's not in a position to do that. In baseball, you're really never in a position just to give up on your team. And then you're down 2 nothing. It's not like you're down 14 nothing. Run it out. See if, you know, he throws the ball away and, you know, pick up an extra base. But that was just very annoying to see. Uh, Once you have a ring, you can do that. Yeah. Sure. We, we, if we won it, like, 2019 and we're struggling this year and he wants to loaf it out of the box, go right ahead. We have a yeah. ring. I mean, we don't. This whole team so entitled. When we're losing, they're the most selfish team. Like we haven't won anything in so long, and I just can't handle seeing things like that. Yeah, and then like you don't need any more negative attention towards the team. You don't. It's already the Yankees. You're already the enemies. Yeah, we're Stop already. It the we're already six and eleven, six and ten at the at the time. We're not playing well, and then here Glaber Torres. He doesn't need to act like one of us because that's probably how I would have acted. Definitely. So, that's why we're in high school in there. And the bigs mm-hmm. getting paid. That's why we're in high school and they're getting paid millions in the bigs. You can't yep. have it. Yep. Can't have it. 
So then we move on, marching to Cleveland. Hopefully this is a series where we can kind of throw away that last Braves game and pick up our own momentum. We talked about it early at the early part of the episode, but um, Herman comes back after being, you know, sent down after his two brutal starts uh, at the beginning of the season against Toronto and uh, Tampa. And from the jump looked terrible. Ugly. Just, just not good. I mean, this Cleveland lineup, like with with how good their starters are, it's not even that bad. I mean, they have a decent core of hitters. I don't know if I don't know if you're a fan of it, but you know, Cesar Hernandez, Jose Ramirez, Eddie Rosario, Franmil Reyes, Josh Naylor had his foot up. Or you know what's in the playoffs? Uh, Roberto Perez. You know, not a terrible lineup. Herman comes in, gives up three runs in the first inning. Uh, not good. Yankees come back firing though. Um, had an RBI single from DJ, which was awesome. You know, Higgy scored because Higgy's awesome. Once a week, Higgy. And God. yep, Glaber, you know, drops revenge in. game. I guess I guess you could call it a revenge game, even though it was self-inflicted. Uh, <laughs> Two-run single, big hit. You know, ties the game. Dude. Awesome. And we don't do anything. You know, Herman actually pitched really well from innings two through six. Uh, well till the rest of the, uh, his outing, he was mm-hmm. getting the, the ball, his pitches were getting hit hard, but they were mm-hmm. right at people. And in the, in the box score, it looks pretty good. So mm-hmm. I think he settled in nicely, a lot better than the three runs he gave up in the first. Something to build on for sure. That's a build on start. You have to have a start like that where you face adversity and go through before you shove. So that was his, that was a stepping stone for the future for him. At least okay. I hope. And like, with how bad he looked at the beginning of the season, he needs a start like that where he struggles, but then he works out of it, and it just shows improvement, shows progress. Um, six innings, 90 pitches. I mean, getting six innings is huge because when your name's not Garrett Cole, you're most likely not getting to the sixth inning, and he did just that. So mm-hmm. bases loaded, two men out. I'm getting Ray's flashbacks. Rugi Odor comes up. And I just have this good feeling. I, I'm just like, I'm sitting at Godfather Pizza in Morristown. I'm, I'm watching the game with my mom. <laughs> we're, we're doing good. We're, I, I, feel, I feel confident in Rugi, you know, you know, drives it, you know, up the uh, right in between the shortstop and the second and, and second base and just scores two. I'm getting up. I'm clapping, you know, restaurants Dude. completely dead. You know, I'm just <laughs> like an idiot. Rugi, huge hit, huge hit. Another one. Love it. Love to see it. Looking back on it, though, if he swung at the pitch he swung at on 2-0 bases loaded and it wasn't a hit, we would be having talks of him getting cut because it was like it was very low. He went with it nice. But when I saw the replay, I was like, oh, my God, if he just rolled over, did something stupid. We would all been so upset. But, yeah, I mean, credit to him. He's come up with big hit after big hit when we needed it most. Even though, I mean, other than those two hits and the bomb today, Nothing. it has seemed kind of like he's struggling. But I feel like every, whenever I'm struggling, it's hard for a guy like Ruby to pick up. I feel like he's the type where once the whole lineup starts hitting, he'll follow suit. But, yeah, I mean, that was a big, big win. I'm going to be honest, Rugnet Odor, like, for, for how bad he's looked other than those three, four at-bats, he's, like, one yeah. of the more likable players. And I don't know what I'm saying. 
like he got to the Yankees and I remember like every time they play him, like I've had this Rugie nickname going. I don't know if, I don't know if I created it or MLB created it, but I've always been calling him that. So, you know, Rugie, he's a guy that he's all or nothing, but like you said, when the Yankees are playing well, he's playing well. And I was, I was actually, I was in class a couple days ago because I just finished high school. I'll shout out to that. Yep. Congrats. That's huge. Thank you. Thank you. So I was looking through uh, some MLB film room and I saw that Rudin Odor just completely annihilated us in a 2019 Ranger series where he hit, hit a huge home run uh, mm. early in the game and then just destroyed a walk-off home run. I have no recognition <laughs> of this. None at all. I, I don't even remember it. I believe that was the series where the Yankees got like shut out for the first time in like over 150 games. I don't know if you remember that, but yeah. So I don't no. know. I keep on going. That's on. back. That that seems like with the lineup we have now, all the inconsistencies. That seems like the life we had. We were spoiled when we were back in the days. Yeah. For sure. Back in the days, which was like two years ago, but still back. In I the mean, days. it seems like forever yeah. ago. Back when we were winning, crazy. So we get that huge hit from Odor. Loisica comes in, gets a few guys on, but pitches right out of it. Like I, I, I really like how he perseveres through, through it, throughout his, throughout his outings. He's, I, I, I'm, he's gaining trust. Like I, very I have a lot of trust in him now. Very, and quickly. yeah, and last year I used to be very. Oh, when he used to come out of the pen it would i would cringe because you he couldn't locate anything last year i think he switched from a four seam to a two seam i heard that somewhere i think that might have been the game changer for him and another thing he, we'd always bring him in in tough spots in the previous couple years and i feel like his body language when it's someone else's runners on base i think that's something he mentally can't get over at least i read that off how he like walks around the mound and how he's throwing but when it's his fault, like when he lets the runners on, he's not letting them score. Like that's his, that's his responsibility, and he's looked great so far. I'm really, yeah, I'm really excited about him. Me too. His stuff is nasty, dude. He he'll throw 90, 99 mile an hour two seam fastballs, and they move, they move so much. It's um, underrated the pitchers that can throw high nineties and it moves. Totally, unbelievable. Like totally. that's ugh, you need to keep it up. It'll be a big part of the bullpen for a long time. Totally. totally. And like, he's actually, re- he's actually gotten a decent amount of postseason experience. Exactly. I remember he pitched in that 2019 ALCS. I do. I, yeah, I do. Yeah. Astros. I remember. I'm pretty sure he closed out game one, which was not much of a close, but you know, still. And then he comes in and pitches that game. Uh, the Correa game, right? Correa game, right? Yeah, that I thought that I knew we were gonna lose from the oh from the, the second jump. Game. I mean, there's so there's we had so many chances that series. We had so many chances, and we still got tied in the ninth inning of Game Six. I can't I can't even harp on it anymore. I'm I'm done with thinking about that. It's just so. Oh. So Higgy comes up in the top of the eighth after Loisco works in and out of that jam, hits a freaking home run. This guy's awesome. Like this guy is Nuke. awesome. I don't want them to, you know, try to overuse him because I've said it. If they overuse him, he's not going to be as good unless oh, he ruin it. unless he's just all all always good. <laughs> like that. he could just be an, just a beast, and they're just not all using the time. Him. I don't know. It's. I mean, he might be upgraded from once a week Higgy to twice a week Higgy if he keeps playing like this. 
DH Gary one day. Give Stanton one off day. Do sent uh, Gary DH and then Higgy behind the plate in addition to the Gary off day with Cole on the mound. I think that's very doable with the way he's been playing because he's just hit every ball hard. I feel like he's the only guy on the team consistently hitting balls hard. Like you said earlier, the Glaber swing, he's kind of had that with all of his swings. They're always just kind of floated in the air, not much velocity on them coming off the bat. And, I mean, it just seems like in general we're not hitting the ball hard. Gia's look good too. But in general, he's been hitting the ball really hard in the limited plate appearances he's got. Nobody sure. knows how to fish drone, dude. Nobody. None. Nobody. And just, like, thinking about Gary, I don't know. That guy <laughs> makes me laugh, dude. Like, I, just watching him catch a game is, like, so hilarious but so angry at the same time. He'll literally, like, try to frame a pitch, and he'll just throw his entire left arm at the ball. And it's, like, a strike by so much. And, like, when Gary catches it, it looks like a ball. Like, he does the opposite. My dad in the ninth inning was pretty bad. Yeah, that was a pretty like vintage Gary inning. He like messed up two catches and then the pop up at the end. I was oh watching my with my dad. He's like, "Oh, is Gary gonna catch this?" Like he couldn't believe that Gary actually called off Chapman, even though he's a pitcher and pitchers never usually catch pop ups like that. It just looks so ugly. But I mean, we'll take what we can get. Yeah. We're on a win streak. Two wins is a win streak. I remember that. Yep, as my dad. World said. Series back. Yep, we're World Series back on. But as my dad said. You know, Gary couldn't frame a picture. Um, so <laughs> That's beautiful. We're talking, about, we're talking about today's game. Move into it. If he needs it, you know, we need to carry this <laughs> into it. <laughs> so oh uh, Gary Gary would, like, try to frame a picture and he'd, like, lose the screws and he'd just be like, the hell with this. Um, so 5-3 win. Big win. Very similar to last night's game. Montgomery struggles. 35-pitch first inning. Walks a bunch of guys. Works out of it eventually after, you know, damage. I wouldn't even say he worked out of it because I can't give him that much credit. Franmil Reyes, the Franimal, two-run double. Uh, I'm sorry, RBI double. Moves Ramirez to third. Eddie Rosario grounded out to Glaber, who, like, made a diving stab. You know, the infield was in, so he didn't really have a chance at home after he dove. Uh, but I'm glad he just got the out. And then yeah. – Throws on first. And then I met Rosario, who, for some reason, every time this guy comes to the plate, I'm terrified. Don't really know what it is. He gets a, an RBI single, makes it 3 nothing. Coming to the next inning, and the Bronx Bombers are back. Aaron Hicks, two solo shot. Rugnet Odor, freaking pimp job. Two-run home run, you know, little lefty swing, just lets go of the bat. Price. He jumped over the bat too. He dropped the bat right where he was oh, trying that's to. That's why he jumped. He, I think he jumped over the bat. Yep. I, I watched it twice to make sure. But I mean, I saw the stat cast on it. That's a pretty heavy pimp if it's only going 385. I mean, I'm not mad at it. It was a big home run. He needed it. But I was just, that's something that caught my eye. I was like, it only went 385 and he jacked like he put it on the moon. I don't know. Michael, I was K, just said that, Michael K said that uh, it was 385 feet to right field and it would have been a home run every major league ballpark michael k quickly really yeah every ballpark where it didn't every ballpark sheesh all right yeah good to know michael k will say things and it's just like dude why like why (laughs) why did you just say that like i'm i I, sometimes i just i i don't i don't i'm sorry i just i'm not a big fan of michael k I, i can't really speak he has the job that i've always wanted 
and I'm jealous. And, you know, just yeah, he's just too buddy-buddy with Paul O'Neill. I don't know. Paul O'Neill and they're always <laughs> is. at the stupidest stuff. It gets a little stale. It is getting a little stale. I will agree with you. It's I watch games stale. on mute a good portion of the time, actually. Fun fact about me. I just like being in my own thoughts. I don't know. So I haven't necessarily gotten sick of them because I don't watch them a ton and listen like vividly to what they're saying. But you got to give them credit. I feel like we forget with these announcers. They have to talk nine innings a day, 162 times a year. I mean, obviously, they're not calling every single game. But you know what I mean, like, there's they have to talk so much. We, I, mean, I think, yeah, yeah I mean, Paul, Paul O'Neill is just chilling in his basement, dude. I can't believe he's still in his basement. I can't, believe, I thought that was a last year thing. I was shocked when I already still there. Studio 21, man. So, <laughs> love to hear it. So, we move on. Montgomery settles in nicely, uh, gets that third inning. Stanton comes up, hits an opposite field bomb. Wait, was it opposite? No, 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 he pulled I, it. It was a sizzling home run, 118 miles off the miles an hour off the bat. So fast. Really good to see that. I called it right before he hit it. Uh, pat on my back. But of course, Stanton, Stanton, you know, comes up in the fifth. Uh, hits a nuke opposite field. Oh two, right down the middle. It was a terrible pitch. I can't believe he gave him that O two. But yeah, Montgomery. Montgomery goes four and two thirds. He gets put in a situation where. Uh, I believe first and second. Uh, I can double check. First and second, maybe. So he gives up a double to Jordan Luplo, who I saw a stat. He has hit 22 home runs in 250 plate appearances against lefties. If you throw that into like a real season, that's 44 home runs. Just yeah. pinch hit him. Yeah. Or start him every lefty and then pinch hit him when that's, righty. That's exactly what they do, but at some point they at sometimes they'll they'll actually start him because they don't really have anyone else. That's such a weapon. Yeah, like you said earlier, lineups underrated. They have guys, it's kind of top heavy. Like there's like five or six, but I'll give them five. Yeah. Solid bats, and then the rest are kind of eh. like yeah, you can pitch you can pitch around the top to get to the bottom, but overall I agree with you. It's very that's underrated squad scared about the playoff series last year because you know they still had Lindor and they still had Carlos Santana who Carlos Santana comes up I'm like I'm almost petrified <laughs> but yeah petrified is the right word so yeah that lineup last year looked pretty good coming into this year so then yeah. Michael Kay is talking about how Glaber Torres has snapped out of uh his you know defensive woes he's looked really good in the last couple of games uh, Ramirez hits a ball on the ground, kind of like in the hole. Glaber just doesn't get a glove on it, gets by him. Get Of, of course, Odor, because he's awesome, is right behind him to back up. But it just was like, Michael K, like, really? Like, like Glaber just, to, just did not make the right play. And, dude, that was with one out. And that's Jose Ramirez, who at the time had walked twice and scored a run. That guy just is always on the bases against the A's. He's a stud. He's deep. a stud. Yep. So then that's, you know, first and third. Mm. And then they bring in Litke, and, and Montgomery's not happy at all. And I wouldn't be happy because <laughs> they bring in. Yeah, he got out of it basically, and Glaber yep. just missed the ball. Pitchers hate that. They hate it. Yep. Yep. 
Because four and two-thirds looks so bad compared to five innings. It's like five innings, like, all right, five innings, three runs solid. Four and two-thirds and three is like, oh. Well, five innings yeah, is a quality start, I'm pretty sure. Is maybe Exactly. That's, yeah. Exactly. So, maybe as a bonus with the quality starts in his contract. That's probably – Yeah, so – That'd be interesting. Something like that. He's not making it all that much to start with. So, Montgomery – Exactly. He's, he's a lefty. And then they bring in Litke, who's also a lefty. That would bother me. But Licky freaking drops the hammer on the Franimal, you know, hammer time on uh, Franimal Reyes to strike him out. And then the bullpen from there, I don't want to get too far in depth. The bullpen from there, O'Day in inning, Greeny in inning, Chapman in inning, one hit combined, only one strikeout, but just, just locked down. And, hey, that was a good series. Oh, another thing I wanted to touch on yesterday, there was a huge, huge lineup change. I'm not sure if you saw it. We batted. Brett Gardner first, and DJ LeMahieu second. Oh, really? I didn't – the lineup wasn't posted before I went to practice. I remember I was trying to wait and retweet it from the Twitter account. Right. But they if did that wanna, for – they did that to put Gardner at first? Yep. So they went Gardy, who was one for five of the walk. So, no, a nice 333 on base. LeMahieu, Judge, Ford, Glaber, Hicks, Odor, Clint, Kyle, Higashioka. I I will say, if Aaron Hicks just bats in the sixth hole and hits righty every time, I'll I'll like him like a lot because yeah. he gets on base and when he's righty he hits too. But it can't be in the three hole and it can't be. He's just so bad lefty. I just need him lower in the lineup and hitting righty and he's fine. Totally, um, I agree. Did the Indians only get one hit after the first inning today? Him? The Indians. Oh. Because um, they only had five hits. Let me look. Montgomery let up four. I'm pretty sure. If that's that's the case, that's like stellar. Yeah. They. Uh, oh, we just got to get this bullpen weeds, dude. We so good. Playing true. so well. They, they were locked down today, but – Every day, it seems like. That, that's from there. Uh, we're still on this homestand. We talked about those those games against um, those games against you know Baltimore and Detroit. But yeah, I'm feeling good. You got you got. I don't know how you could ask for a better pitching matchup. You got Cole and Bieber, Wild Card Series um, Part Two. That's going to be really fun to watch. I wish it was an ESPN game so there'd be some more hype around it, but so be it. Um, and if we're looking at some more topics uh you know Rugnet Odor and his future I mean I Yankees have him under control for next year as well mm. he's really just a bench bat uh mm. after Voight comes back I heard Voight Susan Waldman said it he's already started baseball activities he's like mid man yep right three weeks yep beautiful I I don't know I, it's awesome because the Yankees are starting to play better hopefully hopefully the sticks and if we can come back and make an Im- immediate impact and not look like the end of 2019, like this could be – if he could c- come back and be 2020 Voight, you know how many leads we'll hold and hitting with runners in scoring position. Voight will just hit home runs. Like he's more of a consistent home run hitter who hits mm-hmm. singles sometimes and doubles. Like he's a guy that we need in that in the middle of that lineup because then, then we're not like questioning our lineup every day because he's a guy that – yeah. Punch in exactly and just exactly in him there because there's no there's no change righty or lefty whatever matchup he's hitting you know 
I hate to be like every other baseball writer or fan ever, but he's just such a presence. I feel like that word's overused, but it's a good one for him because I feel like when we have Judge and Stanton and they're kind of struggling, you can pitch to their weaknesses and pitch around them. But if you sandwich Voight in the middle, you can't just throw that slider away because they'll start taking it and then you have to pitch to Voight. I just think it'll make a big difference when he comes back. And hopefully it's almost good that we're starting to pick it up before he comes back because if he came back and we were still bad, the momentum's killed, but we have a chance to like double the momentum and just run through these bad teams, which I really I'm excited for. I'm excited I, for these matchups. I'm I am too. And part of that presence is he's Jack, bro. He's he's completely yoked. He's huge. He's huge, bro. He's bigger than dad me. strength now, too. He's gonna have a kid, I think. Yep. I think he's gonna have a kid too. Dad strength. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just he's on the up and up I right now. I just can't wait to see a little Luke Void hops out of the batter's <laughs> box. Kid's gonna have a huge head. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> huge head. <laughs> Shout out Luke Voigt. Oh me. Oh my god, bro. So uh, we're going to move on to our, our final segment. We started it last episode. Well, I had something. First episode. I had something. Oh. I hate when this happens. I forget what it is though. Oh, I my bad. No, it wasn't it wasn't you cut it off. I was trying to get it back when we were talking about Voigt and it just went away. Yeah, all right. If I think of it, I'll just blurt it out. We can move on. For a reason. Yep. All right. Yeah. So the Yankees. Uh, oh, well, we look in. Oh, we already talked about tomorrow's game. Yeah. So our yeah. Yankees random of random game of the day, Luke. What do you got? Uh, so I picked this one. I'm going with April 21st, 2012. Honestly, one of my favorite games. I feel like I was kind of in and out of watching this game because we were down so much. But it was such an amazing comeback. We dropped seven runs in the seventh and eighth inning at Fenway to come back and beat the Red Sox 15-9. Unbelievable. Before we even get into the hitting, because Swisher and Teixeira both had six RBIs apiece, which is just unreal. This pitching lineup that we had this game, it blew my mind. Oh, my God. Freddie Garcia, Clay Rapida, David Phelps. Honestly, don't remember very much. David Phelps, Rafael Soriano, Boone Logan, and Cody Epley. I loved Boone Logan. Cody Epley. I loved Boone Logan. Oh, my God. This this set of pitchers is unbelievable. Unbelievably bad. Terrible. Freddie, what? No wonder we're down 9-0. Yeah, I I, I actually (laughs) have a funny story. I remember this game vividly so me and my my dad works in the car business so he's like he's at a dealership and my mom's with with us and we we're going out to dinner and we went to the cheesecake factory right we're in the car yankees are down nine nothing i think it may have been five no seven nothing seven nothing it was after the third we get to the restaurant not facing any television i didn't have a phone i was freaking eight years old um we eat dinner walking out and I look up and, the, you know, I just figured the game was like over because we had eaten a long dinner. Look up. The game's still on. I was like, is this like a Yankee classic or like, is this like, you know, a replay of last night's game? I look closely and I'm like, holy, like we we were like <laughs> one run away. I get in the car, freaking Swisher hits like a freaking bomb. 
and like oh. back in it. And I remember being so happy. I get home to share it. It's a bomb over the monster. Just an all around. I, I'll re- always remember how I, Ooh. I didn't even know the game was still on and I looked and we had been, we were winning and it was just, it just brightened me. Like the end of the game, four o'clock, o'clock game, just yeah. painful. Uh, Felix yeah. pitching against the Yankees. So. <laughs> just on, yeah, no, I remember I watched the beginning and then I was in and out, like I said earlier, but it was a Joe Buck game and my dad was, I don't know what was going on. I was kind of too young to pick up on why my parents were upset. Sometimes he was upset and he was taking it out on Joe Buck. He, everything Joe Buck would say, my dad would just lose his mind at. Yeah, because he hated the Yankees. He that's he was very anti-Yankees today. And I remember oh, we were down nine-nothing, and he was just talking about how the Red Sox are gonna like win the American League. And my dad just storms out. And we're kind of we're like eating dinner and not really paying attention. We were out on my deck and we come in mid-seventh, mid-rally. It's like, oh, maybe we'll put something together. Like you said, Swisher went yard to Sharon went yard, and it was a quick, quick switch. Great game. I'm, Great looking, game. At, I'm looking at the Red Sox lineup. One guy that that just comes comes back, Darnell McDonald. This guy, this guy I always just played against the Yankees. He was always playing. He actually played clicking. I don't remember this. Twenty twelve, that same season, he played four games for us. Did he? Sorry, he he gives me Joey Vent Wendell vibes. That guy. I feel like they're all kind of the same. Actually, Even Nick Punto on here too. Nick Punto, all yeah. just scrappy players, scrappy lefties. Yep. But yeah, that was a that was a, a, a an awesome game for my childhood. That was like another another game. I was already so locked in on baseball like that. Of course. That, oh, after we won it in 09, I was I was hooked. Yeah, it was, was over from that point. With your six RBIs, awesome. But Eduardo Nunez three hits could have had Cliff Lee, but I'm glad we didn't because we got three out of three for four from Eduardo Nunez yep. in 2012 in April. That was that was an awesome game for sure. But yeah, I mean, I I'd say this was. We we had a lot of things to talk about this episode and a lot of sure. game recap. Not not too much other than that, but I yeah, it's gonna get like this. I feel like until like all star. I feel like all star break things pick up, then trade deadline, then playoff push. But in between, there's gonna be a lot of episodes where it's just game recap. But there's no there's no problem with that. We always see the little things on Twitter that give us interesting views on certain things that happen in the game. And I, I like recapping games. Just air it out leave them in the past yep totally especially when we're winning it's easy to talk about easy to go exactly exactly well i want to thank you all for watching uh, listening youtube and spotify links in the description our twitter and instagram are both in the description uh thank you guys for listening and watching and uh the monument bark podcast we'll see you in the next episode yep thank you guys follow the twitter and instagram at monument bark pod let's run that up yep yes sir see y'all